Welcome to Review That Review, the podcast dedicated to reviewing reviews. Yeah, we're just like Siskel and Ebert, only instead of reviewing cinematic masterpieces, we rate and review those hilarious, scathing, and sometimes suspicious online reviews. That is your lovely host, Chelsea Dawn. And that is your lovely host, Trey Gerald. And together, we are your lovely... The Review Queens. Almost, almost. <laughs> Just ignore that the. <laughs> For access to additional reviews and tidbits on our weekly members-only after-show companion podcast, plus videos, merch discounts, and actually a whole lot more, go visit our Patreon. It's where you can support and get exclusive content. All you got to do is go to patreon.com slash review that review. Chels, yeah. how is ya? Oh my God. I'm good. I'm good. I'm feeling like tired and drained a little bit, you know, like sort of swimming through the day. But other than that, can't really complain. How's the car going? Oh my God. I was going to say, should I call you Dory? Yes. The car is great. Just keep swimming. Yes, it's good. I'm happy to have a car. I had to fill it up for the very first time and that was fun and not that bad. So I was happy about that. Thank you, Hyundai. And um, life is good. Where were you that you had to fill your own gas? Oh, well, someone had to do it. But like the tank, you know, went Uh, empty. Got it. Got it. So I had to drive it somewhere for someone to pump it for me because I am in New Jersey. Are you still as irritated about that or have you grown? Like, is it is it as annoying as it once was? Well, I might do this as a uh, Royal Highness at some point further down the line. But I joined this app called Gas Buddy. Okay. They have like a card. So I had to get this card in the mail where you can save like up to like 50 cents per gallon. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's a lot. Right, but you have an ID number that you have to punch in. So I did have like this anxiety about like, oh my gosh, like is the person going to ask me for a zip code even though it isn't a zip code, it's an ID number and like are they not going to know what's happening? Am I going to have to explain it and then I'm not going to be able to save my eight cents that I thought (laughs) that I would be saving but I'm not going to, you know, I was stressing because that's just how I operate in life but it all worked out. So Had they seen it before? You weren't the first one with this? He... Yeah, he must have understood. I made a tiny, teeny little label that said ID number. And I yeah. put it on there and I laminated it with some tape. Oh, well, um, of course but he he's, did. He still asked me. Um, but he said, what's the ID? Not, what's your zip code? So I didn't have to have a conversation. So that was good. Oh, good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How are you? How was your car? My car is good. No major complaints over here. Thank goodness. Good. Uh, driving around LA traffic, you know, the regular complain about that all the time. Do we have anything else we want to complain about today? Yeah, actually, I think that it's time for us to both ledge a complaint. All right. So this is a little bizarro. So I received in the mail, this gorgeous purple envelope. And I was like, "Ooh, Ooh, what is this? And it just says my name or current resident. 
Okay. Open this envelope to read this exciting journey of being changed. And it's a little boy. So I opened it and it's the self-published book. Nothing else inside. Just this self-published book called Changed. So, of course, in my non-heteronormative world, I assumed this was about being changed from gay to straight, which is a journey I have had to endure many times in my life being from the South, having um, outrageously closed-minded people in positions of power around me. I've had to have that conversation much more than I ever should. So I just assumed that's what this was. So I was offended and upset, angry. I was like, what's going on? Is this sent from my stepmom, my (laughs) ex-stepmom? So I did a little Googling. Turns out this is not about being changed from gay to straight. This is about being changed by the power of Jesus Christ if you were born Jewish. Stop. Literally, there's a New York Times article, a New York Post article, <gasps> tons of articles going all the way back to 2019. This author, oh, Tom Cantor, got cancer. He decided that he needed to cure his spiritual cancer, which was thinking he was Jewish. Wow. So now he wrote this self-published book, And he sends it out to Jewish people to tell them about the powers of Jesus Christ. Here's a funny tidbit. I'm not Jewish. But but you're married to a Jew. Yes, but David didn't get one. Um, I don't know why I got this in the mail. (laughs) It's very funny to me that they wasted postage on me. But, you know, whatever. I don't need to go into great details about this. If anyone has any experience on getting this in the mail... Please, we always ask for people to call in, but will you please, if you know about this, if you've read about this, if you've heard about this, if you received it, please call in and talk to me about this. Because this is the wildest thing I've ever seen. A, I think it's kind of brilliant. B, I don't It's brilliant marketing. I think it's brilliant if you have the budget to like... (laughs) solicit i've wanted to solicit postcards for this very podcast forcing it on people that's brilliant i don't support the message i don't support pushing religion on anyone i don't support pushing anything on anyone other than listening to this podcast push that all you want anyway that's my complaint don't send me unsolicited christian literature that's atrocious if you were raised jewish and you think that's wrong that's your personal journey. Sure. I don't think it's appropriate to like try to push this your agenda. I'm going to have to cut all of this, but it makes me really angry. <laughs> you are in a cult. Call your dad. Anyway, I'm not going to read this, but I do feel like there's a little victory because they sent it to me and I'm not Jewish. Maybe I'm supporting a Jewish agenda because I love Jews. I love Yiddish. <laughs> I insert myself into that culture constantly. But y'all... I haven't converted, and I don't call myself a Christian. So I don't know why they gave me this, but um, thanks, Tom Cantor. That's wild. Isn't that the weirdest thing? I just think any kind of unsolicited mail in general, it's like jarring, you know? <gasps> what is that? Why, why but, would you send that to me? Unless it speaks to you. Maybe you're like, cool. But isn't it funny like t- for to title the book Changed? I 1000% thought that this was going to be a conversion there, like gay Me conversion too. thing. And I was like, oh, they know you're gay. You're in the neighborhood. They're coming right. for you. But this is from California, Chelsea. So it's not a neighbor. Well, then maybe it's a neighbor be, of yours. I might be getting one too then. Maybe it's someone that's listened to the podcast and they're like, those Jews. 
Well, your last name isn't Donowitz. It's Don. But like, assess that kvetch. I don't think we're hiding anything, Trey. I know. <laughs> Gerald. Geraldstein. Yeah, Trey Geraldstein. All right, oh, Chelsea, goodness. what is your complaint today? I do have a feeling we've lodged this as a complaint before, but it needs to be said again. So I was driving in my car and my phone was running out of battery and my charger wasn't working. So I went to the gas station to get a overpriced charger that yep. probably wasn't going to work anyway. Mm-hmm. So first complaint by the charger took like forever to get like somebody to help me get it behind like a glass wall or wherever this thing was. Then I get it and it's in like the packaging that is impossible to open. And mm-hmm. like, clearly I'm going to go in my car. I don't have like scissors. I don't have equipment with me. I'm going to go in my car and try to open this. So I'm trying to open it. I'm like driving away, like trying to figure this out at the stop signs, which I don't recommend. And then finally, I do get it out. I think this is excessive packaging. This is plastic. This is wasteful, but whatever. At least I got it out. Then I go to plug it into the USB port and the USB part snaps. (gasps) Like the metal part just pops out? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, this was behind a wall. Then in plastic that like could kill 10 dolphins. And then the thing inside of it is like such a piece of crap <laughs> that it's like falling apart. It's what is with the packaging that is like wasteful and just overindulgent and it's not even doing the job or like what? So wait, did you like had you already driven away? Yes, I because ah! I was like in a rush and I was like, I got to go. But I was using my phone for my navigation. So I was like, I got to get this plugged in because I didn't really know where I was going. So what did you do? Did you have I to go buy like, another one? No, thankfully, my phone made it to where I was going. And then I was able to borrow a charger and it was fine. But like, it's just, you know, obviously so many complaints within one complaint. Like, why are we even selling these chargers that are so like, don't work? And like they're so expensive and then just like the whole thing about putting it behind the glass like like so much protection for an item that is clearly so ineffective exactly i mean it's really funny like because i also recently purchased a car like i wanted a short charger because i don't want like the giant long one that i love when i'm in my house because it's like you know you just need it close to the radio yeah in the car And I really was like, okay, I don't want to pay $12.95 for this braided one because I know it's probably like, I'm going to get that pop-up on my phone that's like, this is not a compatible device, which is so exactly, annoying. Exactly, which I yes. hate that too. So you, and, yes. But they did have quote-unquote Mac ones. And I was like, I know that this is fake. Like, I know this is not really <laughs> Apple. This is like, no I'm way. in Chinatown. <laughs> and it's like, you know, like everything is a knockoff. Sure, but, sure. So far, it's been okay. But yes, no, I always have dread when I have to buy a phone cord because I always feel like I have to buy the Apple one, which is going to be $900. Because if I try to buy this cheap one, it's not going to last. Exactly. But if it broke within minutes of me buying it, I would be so angry. Did you ask the clerk if they had scissors? Because sometimes they might have something more sharp than you contain in your glove box. Getting this particular person that worked at this gas station to leave the back of the area to go with the key. Like, he wasn't like, what do you need? Let me help help you out. He was, like, annoyed that I was removing him from his post. So, no, I didn't ask. I definitely hear that. Wow, sorry. Oh, my God. It goes back to that thought that eventually the Wi-Fi 
is just going to have to be charging us, like uh. when Jessica called in. Oh, that's right. Yeah, with a complaint that <gasps> listener voicemail. Oh my goodness. Oh my god. Speaking this is of my listener favorite. voicemails, we have an, a listener vo- a listener voicemail. A listener voicemail. <laughs> my listener like, voice voicemail. Did you know that I went to speech therapy in elementary school? I think I did too. Okay, here we go. So here's a listener voicemail. Uh, yeah. I have no idea who it's from, so let's listen. Hey, Queens. Uh, I, don't, I don't have a name. I don't have an alias either, but uh, I just wanted to, to ask a question. Do either of you ever find yourself sitting in a line of cars and the person at the front can't seem to get the ticket thing to work? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Either they're not parked close enough, they have to open the door and get out. Oh, my God. Or they just reverse all together. Something doesn't make sense. What is wrong with these people? <laughs> it's like a parking ticket machine. I don't get it. Just curious if either of you have ever had that problem. This is a very mysterious listener voicemail. They don't have a name. They don't have an alias, but they do have a complaint to lodge. Okay. I've definitely been in this experience many a time. Yes. And I've also been the person like, look, I, I don't know if I've talked about this on my, on the podcast, but my car in college was a Suzuki sidekick. It was, you know, not that elegant and we bought it used. (laughs) And when I would be at a stoplight or a stop sign, the transmission would start rattling and shaking. And then it would literally shake so hard that the car would turn off. Oh my God. So then I would have to like put the car into park and then turn the key to turn it off. Then I would have to try to crank it again. And sometimes (gasps) it would like not catch. So I'd be like trying to crank it multiple times. Then I would have to like put it back into drive and go. So many times cars behind me would be like honking. (gasps) Oh my goodness. The like workaround to that was I had to simultaneously be pressing the gas with my right foot while pressing the brake. So that the ignition wouldn't quiver and shake when I was at a stop sign or a stoplight. Anyway, I got to say that because there was also a time when the uh, window didn't work. So anytime I would go to like a ticket thing or I would go to a drive through, I would have to open the door. Like if I was at an ATM, like, right. And that is mortifying and embarrassing. Um, So I've been that person that like is having the issue, but I've, I don't know if I get annoyed when people, I don't know. How do you feel when you're behind someone who like is having trauma? I think it just like depends on how far back you are in the line. Cause like, I really think that the real culprit in this situation is anxiety. I think for Mm. both sides, it can be a nightmarish situation, but I've gotten better to be honest about these kind of things because my road rage was out of control at one point mm. for like this type of stuff. Like if I was going down the hill, even somebody was turning into a gate and like they, they were like taking forever or whatever it was, I would get like livid. And then I took this mindfulness class that told me when I get into situations like that, that I should say, pause, what a pleasure. And uh, that, that would start to like trigger just like new new thoughts, I guess. So like, oh, what if they have car trouble? What if like they like just trying to more get into the compassion mindset? And then usually when that happens, not to sound all weird and woo-woo, but like usually when that happens and like I kind of flip the switch in my mind to compassion, it opens up. It's funny that you just went to that place because my thought here was like I, that's one of the things about 
operating in the world is like we can't control other people right it's like it is like but i feel like when i'm driving by myself i have less road rage but when i'm driving with david i turn into a monster and he like kind of laughs about it but is also kind of nervous about it because i will just like cuss and go crazy like i turn into a full country hillbilly redneck where i'm like expletive motherfucker you know like i'm just like crazy (laughs) and it just sort of like is a releasing of my tension because i think i'm more tense when i'm driving someone than i am just driving myself Sure, but i hear the caller i understand the complaint i've definitely been there and so maybe pause what a pleasure for sure especially when it's like you got somewhere to go and also just the fact that i don't know if this caller they didn't i don't think they said where they were from but in los angeles it's like everywhere you have to deal with these get a ticket situations and it's a lot like validating your ticket yeah constantly it's like you're going into a parking structure even if you're just going to go to ralph's or something you know so like oh that's true yeah hey but yeah Anyway, I hear you, caller. Whoever the listener was, you should go to reviewthatreview.com slash shop and buy a Kvetcher's ledger. And every time you get upset and angry, you could just notate it and put it in your Kvetcher's ledger. Yeah. That's what Chelsea and I do. Take a photo of it. Put it in your story. Tag us. All right. So let's move forward from our and our caller's Kvetches. And yes. let's move into some online reviews. How do you feel, Chelsea? Oh, I feel really good about that, Trey. Let's do it. Let's Let's do our title. (laughs) Review that review. As you know, we are your trusty review queens. We bring in reviews from the internet that we feel need to be inspected. We read you the review, break it down, and rate the impact of the review on a scale from zero to five crowns. It's a very regal process that Chelsea and I love to call... Assess that kvetch. So Chelsea, give us the opportunity. What have you got for us to rate and review today? Well, Trey, today, the day that this episode airs, will be my sister and brother-in-law's ninth wedding anniversary, which is like pretty crazy and trippy. Mazel tov. Mazel tov to them. And so I just was thinking, like, what is a ninth anniversary gift? Like, you know how every anniversary is a theme? It's like the paper thing, the this thing, the... I don't know. There's lots of them. Mm -hmm. So I was like, what's the ninth? So I looked it up. And the ninth anniversary is the pottery (laughs) and willow are the two symbols of the nine years of marriage. And so like people interpret the willow one a little differently. Like some people do something with a willow tree. I guess like there's something about the willow plant that is in rattan 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 is that anything or like wicker, well, like wicker furniture so you can give right. yeah like wicker furniture is appropriate or you know some form of pottery or like a pottery class ghost. or something like that right or or watching ghost Ooh. so i decided to look up color me mine because i love color me mine there was one around the corner when i was a kid did you have you ever gone there no but i i recognize the name brand is? yeah so it's like that place you go and you pick something, a pottery item off the wall, and then you pick your colors and you get to stay there and you paint it and then they throw it in the kiln for you and you pick it up like a week later, whatever it is, right. and you got a beautiful ceramic dog bowl or something like that. So this review is a Yelp review of the Color Me Mine in Pasadena. It is a one-star review written by Mum Mum L. <laughs> what? Is spelling. 
<laughs> like British mum, like a mom. My mum? Like I was thinking like almost like grandma. But maybe mom. Mum, yeah, mum, mum. Well, that's how the Brits say mom. They say mum. Uh, my mum. Oh, mom. really? Uh, mum. My mum. My mum. Mom. So mum, mum, L. And this is <laughs> this is their one star review. Okay. I'm calling me mine in Pasadena. This place has no understanding or concern for children's hard work. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't want my first Yelp review to be a negative one. But <laughs> what happened at Color Me Mine Pasadena is unforgivable. I would have given this place zero if I could. First, we had made an appointment the previous day. But when we arrived, the reservation was not there. But there was a table available for us. My younger child, who is four years old, chose a knob to paint and worked on it for a good part of the hour. When I went to pay, I was told that we needed to have a set of four knobs and couldn't purchase only one. My only option was to get three more knobs and come back to paint them another time. There was not a sign anywhere indicating that four needed to be purchased and none of the knobs matched. There were not four matching knobs. I explained to the worker that there were not four knobs that matched. She explained I would not be charged for the knob, only the mug that my other child painted. I understood that to mean I wouldn't be charged, but would still get it since there was no knobs that matched it. I went on to complete my purchase, and before I walked out of the store, asked to confirm about the knob. The worker said, I was only getting the mug. The knob had been cleaned, meaning the work that my four-year-old had done was gone. <gasps> this was less than a minute later. What? Needless to say, my child and I were very upset that the work was gone <laughs> and there was no way it could be remedied. The knob was meant to be a birthday present. The owner came out to talk to me after I had requested to see her. Her explanation to me is that if I were at a restaurant and returned my french fries, they would be put in the trash. I called back while I was driving home since my child was still distraught and my older child was worried that the other project we had paid for would also be washed away. I explained that I was not satisfied with the fact that the knob had been taken away so quickly and I was not given the option of purchasing only one knob considering that none of the knobs matched. Also, I requested that they value a child's work at least until the family had walked out of the door. If I would have realized the knob was going to be washed, I might have purchased the set. If the owner would have been more compromising, she may have had my business for years to come, including birthday parties and other events. But being unwilling to compromise on a few dollars has now cost her thousands. (laughs) I'm just now, my first thought here is I wonder how many visits you would have to do before you racked up thousands thousands of dollars of business. 
I don't know. Well, the, well, those places are kind of expensive. I bet you if you did a birthday party there and, and you were buying everybody a thing, it could get pricey. Okay. I'm sorry. What the F is a knob? Oh. A doorknob? I was picturing like on, you know how like on furniture, like on a dresser. Yeah. Like pulls and handles. There's a knob. Yeah. Like a, yeah. That's what I was picturing. But they, we did say knob a lot. I, but I literally went to colormemind.com and looked up things you can paint. Knobs. I searched the word knob and nothing comes up. I, I searched in handle. Maybe they had to get rid of it because. Wait. Okay. Wait. It caused such a kerfuffle. Okay. I'm lost early on here. Wait. Why okay. was Mummum L not able mm-hmm. to purchase three more? Because none of them matched? I guess like, so let's say maybe they, they require you to buy four, but they only, right. they only have sometimes like in stock what they have on the shelves. So maybe they only had like two of every kind or three of every kind or something like that. So like there would be no way of getting four matching knobs. Like if I was going to replace the knobs on my dresser or whatever it is, you know what I mean? Then like. So they wouldn't allow Mum L to get two of one kind and two of the other. They had to be four matching. No, they would allow, but Mum was Mum was first of all like nobody told us there was no sign that said I needed to get four. It right, was I wrote like that down. One. Then, then like second being, if your policy is to make four, let's say I did want to get four, well then I couldn't get four matching, so that'd be weird. I don't want non-matching knobs. So like. I think what she was trying to say is like, okay, I understand that's not your policy, even though I think that's really weird that you don't post that anywhere. But above and beyond that, like your store doesn't have the inventory to hold up that policy. I would have to buy two different kinds. So can't you let me get away with it? I feel like is what my mom was saying. Yeah, I think that's the thesis statement here, which then is an interesting point because it is sort of like, I don't know what the policy is as, as an employee at Color Me Mine, but like if you can't, break down the price because you have to get a certain quantity. Right. I don't really know like how you get around that. But the idea that what finally occurred was that they <laughs> took it, it and off. washed it. Yeah. That is so aggressive That's and so crazy. Aggressive and crazy. And this like, is a within, child like, minutes and it's a child's thing. Yeah, exactly. That is really outrageous to me. Yeah, I mean, I think that what must have happened is that, like, they were obviously talking and then they were just like, okay, we won't charge you for the knob. And she was like, okay, and then handed it off to be, like, clean, you know, like, just, like, obviously didn't put any thought into it because it's terrible. Okay, so I've never been to the proper Color Me Mine. I've been to this sort of business model store many times in my life that's not called Color Me Mine, but they're all the same. Okay. And generally speaking... People that choose to work there are, I would say, artsy, craftsy p- yeah. kinds of people. They're usually fun and young. Like they're, right. how do I say this without being stereotypical? I don't know. I kind of feel like it's usually like they're not making their entire living from this job. So sometimes sure. people could have like not a lot of concern necessarily about. I don't know. It's wild to me that they took it and washed it from a four-year-old. That is crazy to me. I think that that's crazy. And I feel like that's like, that's like traumatic enough for a kid that as a business, they should have done something. Like, that's where they lose me. It's like, even if they said, listen, I'm so sorry. Like, 
the store is closing, your kid's exhausted. Here's a, you know, coupon or whatever, come back and you can get an item of, you know, equal value and, and, you know, paint it on us. Like you have to make good on something like that. You can't just delete someone's kid's artwork and then not do anything about it. That's what it feels like. Right. Like, how could they not have done anything? I mean, I understand that she got in the car, but she was probably like dealing with her kids crying and like a whole thing. And she did say that she talked to the manager because she demanded or the owner because she demanded to be to talk to them. So I don't really know that my mom could have done anything differently. I thought the um, metaphor of like, if you bought fries and returned those, they'd be thrown away. Like, I just think that's really fun. Now I want some fries. Um, <laughs> that's a really weird like retort for an owner to say back for a knob and also it's not the same thing as french fries it's like you made that thing right and french fries are perishable that's why you throw them away right okay wait so what is uh mama mel's spelling and grammar like i think pretty good there might have been one mistake there's not a ton of punctuation but i think overall good the only thing I would ding, a little long, a little repetitive with the knobs, but other than that, definitely passing grades on, on spelling and grammar. Do you think that this is truthful? I do, for yeah, some reason. I do. I think it's, again, like, it's specific enough that it feels truthful. Yeah. You know? So then, okay, do you think this is going to be typical? The thing about there being no sign indicating yeah. that you must purchase a certain number, that feels like if that is the truth, then I feel is like this happen. is probably going to be common. But then I'm also th- like, I just think of these places as like ceramics, but I guess like you could have ceramic knobs. Like if it was like yeah. a chest of drawers. Totally ceramic knobs. It's a ceramic knob. That's what it is. Yeah. And like, I can seems... see a parent for a four year old or whatever, you know? Doing something like that because it's small. It's like, oh, they right. feel like they're involved, but it's not really like a whole to do. Detailed thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's common and I think it's like common enough in a worthwhile way of like, if I was going to go to the store, I would kn- I would want to know, like my mom said, like, oh, I should really make sure that if I'm going to make something small, that like I can just purchase that one small item. Right. Not only are they not copping to what they had done wrong but they're like you're an idiot like what did you think was going to happen when we were like we're not going to charge you for the knob yeah see to me i just feel like this is reeking of like really bad business practice like especially like i just feel like these places are like bachelorette parties birthday parties and for children so like to be that like to have that much of a disregard for a child's work is so atrocious. I don't even care about children. So it's not like I see them as <laughs> more valuable than sure. adults, but like it just seems so harsh unless you were trying to like directly punish the customer for right. trying to get a reach around or like work around. Like if you, it's like you can't just buy one, but it just seems like this is crazy. Yeah. Do we think it's funny or humorous or like, do we think it's entertaining? I don't know. Like, I, there I'm just are moments upset. of it that I like chuckled at, but like, yeah, no, I think that it's like, I think it's detailed, and we're getting all of the, we're getting all the explanation. I don't necessarily think it's like a, a like laugh out loud, but it's not really written to be. Though, like five people on Yelp did find it funny. I think so. the use of knob over and over is actually funny to me. Yeah. 
All right. Well, do you think this there's an impact here for you for going to the Pasadena Color Me Mine? Absolutely. I mean, I think if I was going to go there, I would like be, I'd be very wary. I'd want to make sure that everything was handled really well. And the last thing I'll say in regards to who's working there is just that I do think it's possible they're they could be really young. Not that, that was- I'm saying that that's an excuse either, but. Color Me Mine very much is like a my first job kind of place too. So I That's wouldn't. That's what be I was like, trying to get to earlier. Yes, I wouldn't you. be shocked if like these were you know kids, teenagers, right? Basically, right. who just wanted to get the heck out of there, and we're like, all right, like I got to clean all the things that were returned. Like what you know what I mean? Because right like maybe it was the end of the night well i don't know if you'd have a four-year-old at like 9 p.m but like if it is like if that's part of your closing tasks is like washing everything that's been returned then it's just like maybe someone was young i think they just like threw it in the pile yeah Yeah. so either way like i would want to know that but they say the manager so like but i guess there could be the owner they say the owner so like that's not going to be a teenager no but that's where i really feel like things went when awry awry Bed yeah. knobs and broomsticks. <laughs> exactly. All right. I think I can All crown right. this. I can crown mum mum. Let's do it. Let's crown mum mum. All right. So Chelsea and I each have our own set of zero to five crown cards. In an effort to be fair and not influence each other about mum mum, we will simultaneously reveal our rating. The queens are tabulating. Total school. Statistics today show that one in three women will be assaulted in their lifetime. Birdie has upped the concept behind traditional keychain mace, which involves proximity with your danger source, by creating keychain alarm sirens. When activated, Birdie both strobes with light and emits a 130 decibel siren. That's comparable to a jet engine flying 100 feet above you. Birdie is compact, super cute with bold colors, And with every purchase, Birdie gives a percentage of profits to partner organizations that passionately support women's safety, shelter, and health. Birdie is sold exclusively at She'sBirdie.com. And when you use our coupon code REVIEWQUEEN at checkout, you save 20% off the purchase price. That's coupon code REVIEWQUEEN at She'sBirdie.com. Together, we can make the world a safer place. Okay, I'm holding up four crowns. Trey is holding up four and a half crowns. All right, Trey, why four and a half crowns for my mom? I just think that, like, if this, it, it does ring tr- as truthful to me. So I would not choose to attend this location. I would think that if this is the practice for a four year old, then, and there's no like understanding or compassion or trying to make the customer happy from the owner, then I'm going to go to a different franchise or I'm going to go, you know, to Michael's and I'm going to buy my own pot and I'm going to get a little paint by number set and I'm going to paint it myself. And then I don't know what I'll do about a kiln, but I'll figure it out later (laughs) because I don't want, I mean, it just seems really discompassionate. And I think the whole point of art is compassion. So just a total mess for me. I didn't give the whole five because I just think, ugh. I, I can't tell if there's maybe like a tinge of Karen-y sure. from mom mom about trying to get around this policy because you have a four-year-old. Oh, right. help me with my... But like, regardless, <laughs> I don't want to be in right. this situation. I'm sorry that mom mom was. And for that reason, I said four and a half. Chelsea, why did you say four? 
I went with four, mostly ditto to everything you just said. I'll just add that I don't necessarily think everybody that's going into that store is going to have this experience. I don't think, I think most of the items are probably not this four for one. So I don't necessarily think it's representative of everyone that goes there. So I want to leave a little bit of room, but I do think that it was really, really mismanaged. I don't like the owner's metaphor with the French fries business. Mm. And I think that I think my mom did deserve the four crowns. So that's why I went with four. Totally. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Good job. Well, congratulations to your brother in law and sister for their Thank you. Thank ninth you. wedding anniversary. And I hope that they don't get treated the way that my mom's four year old did. I'll have to make sure they don't go to the Pasadena, color me mine. Or we can leave the possibility <laughs> that maybe they've learned their lesson. But yeah. or if they took the kids. That like my um, niece and nephews would definitely want like bigger things than the knob. Like they'd be like, I want the, you know, Ninja Turtle or whatever. (laughs) Have we done it? Have we reached the most regal portion of our show? Trey, who are you inducting today for? My Royal Highness. All right. So this occurred to me not too long ago. And I didn't even like think twice about it. And then I was like whoa, this totally has changed the world. It was invented 23 years ago in 1999 by a person named Aaron Peckham. Do you have any idea what it is, Chelsea? Ooh, Aaron Peckham. No, I don't know. What is it? Have you ever heard of UrbanDictionary.com? Yes, I have. All right, so... As someone who isn't always up on the TikToks, I'm not up on the lingo. I like, you know, I'm just getting to a place in my life where certain things aren't as important to me. And so I constantly will have to go and find out what some abbreviation means, what some like word means, because I don't understand. And I always go to Urban Dictionary. Now, I don't know when I first understood what this was or know where all that began for me personally. But Urban Dictionary is totally a phrase I know. I have visited the website many hundreds of times. And I I don't think I've ever actually contributed. But today I want to induct Urban Dictionary yes. and by proxy, the creator owner, Aaron Peckham. So anyone who doesn't know, I'll be your Urban Dictionary for what Urban Dictionary is. Right? Urban Dictionary is basically a crowdsourced online dictionary for slang words and phrases Okay, so in 1999, Aaron Peckham was a freshman at Cal Poly, and they were creating... They actually first made a spoof website of Ask Jeeves. Do you remember Ask Jeeves? Oh my god, yes. It was like a competitor of like Google, yeah. But they actually got a letter of infringement, like you, (gasps) you can't do that. So, okay, anyway, so whatever. So eventually, that led Aaron Peckham to creating Urban Dictionary. And it really blew up. This is so weird and crazy. In 2003, so five years later, a news article was written about a judge in the UK had used Urban Dictionary to interpret slang lyrics in a case that involved two rappers. Oh my god. And so the judge didn't understand and so went to Urban Dictionary and when that article came out it like totally outrageously blew up. Wow. And yeah, so anyway, so Urban Dictionary is a place where if someone is like LMAFO and you like don't know what that means, you could just like 
type in LMAFO meaning, and usually the Urban Dictionary the first website one will, will pop yeah. up. Yeah. So anyway, funny. I use it constantly. I'm sure that everyone else does. And it's one of those things that it's like, it just exists. And so I've never thought about it. I never stopped to think like, who had this idea? And I think Urban Dictionary is like totally like Facebook. Like it's like, this is a genius invention that like is used by millions and is totally educating and is hilarious. So that's why today I have inducted Urban Dictionary as my Royal Highness. You are a queen, Urban Dictionary. Yes, you are. Have you ever looked your name up on Urban Dictionary? No, should we? Oh my God, we'll do it in the after show. Okay, oh, that's fun. Yeah, I want to do that. Okay. It's an experience. It's a mixed bag for me. Mostly good. Mostly good for the Chelsea's with a Y, but you know, there's always going to be one that stings a bit. It is funny to me. Like, I do feel like sometimes there's jokey ones, but then, then like, you'll usually find the real answer, you know? Right. It's in there. It's in there. Wait, there was something I looked up recently. Oh, I, what was, oh, it was like belongs on the street or to the street. I don't know. Some, I don't know. It, I went down this whole rabbit hole. It doesn't matter. We'll talk about it in the after show. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So here we are, Chelsea. We have done yes. it. We have reached the end of today's episode. The conclusion of another round on the RUARQ Ferris wheel of ninth wedding anniversary urban dictionaries, <laughs> paper, uh, charger cords breaking and getting changed. Wow. That was a pretty great wrap up there try thank you thank Thank you you for joining us today if you like what you heard please tell a friend share a link help a sister out if you didn't like what you heard (laughs) be a tom Cantor and tell an enemy oh (laughs) nice if you'd like to support the production of our show please visit reviewthatreview.com slash donate where even a dollar tip is much appreciated and thank you for those tips rolling in because you guys are amazing it, is it just very means sweet. so much to us thank you thank you join our mailing list at reviewthatreview.com to stay up to date with all of the goings on in the queendom hit up our voice mailbox like our friend uh, anonymous one eight five zero review zero. You can also follow us on all the socials at the Review Queens. I'm at Chelsea BD, and that is Chelsea with a Y. And I am at Trey Gerald. That's Trey spelled T R E Y, and Gerald spelled with two R's with a G. <laughs> on today's after show companion podcast, we are going to be rating and reviewing. Okay. A one-star Google review for a Mexican restaurant called Ay Papi Tacos and Tequila. (gasps) Okay. So to find out what made Chelsea say... Oh, damn, Gina. That was a great friggin' reply. And to find out what made Trey say... Oh, you came for me, honey? Well, make sure your social media is disconnected, honey, because I'm coming harder. Then join our Patreon page at patreon.com slash review that review to hear our weekly members only after show companion podcast. And remember, ignore the haters. You're a queen. Gender non-specific queen. Amazing. (laughs) We're releasing it. (laughs) All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Stay changed. Do not 
You don't need to change. Be exactly who you are. Be you. Review That Review is an independent podcast. Certain names have been redacted or changed to protect the guilty. Executive produced by Trey Gerald and Chelsea Dawn with editing and sound design by me with voiceover talents by Eva Kamensky. Our cover art was designed by Logo Vora and our theme song was written by Joe Kanozian and sung by Natalie Weiss. Wait, I just looked up Trey in Urban Dictionary and uh-huh. there's one submitted by user named Mandy Angel and that's my sister's name. That is a little weird. Do you think she wrote it? No. This is not from my sister. Trust me. (laughs) It literally says, I can never live without Trey. Oh, I agree. She could live without me. (laughs) Are you jonesing for a little more? We are thrilled to announce our bonus after show podcast featuring deeper dives, salacious stories, additional reviews, and extra trips on the merry-go-round, including your chance to compete against the queens. This is an exclusive Patreon-only bonus after-show podcast. So the only way to get the extra content is by joining our royal court on patreon.com slash review that review. For as little as $5 a month, you will get access to full video recordings of every single episode, exclusive merch opportunities, bloopers and fumbles, and a monthly Zoom with the Queens, plus our new bonus after show podcast. Check it out now at patreon.com slash review that review.